Today's episode is brought to you by the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card. To learn more, visit usbank.com slash altitude go. Today's episode is brought to you by Wise, the account that helps you manage your money around the world, which is huge for travelers. I've been a customer and a fan for 10 years. The Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast, and they do it all without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. This service has been so critical for me in my life as a traveler, as a nomad, as somebody living abroad, and you can join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account can help you out on the road at wise.com slash travel. That's wise, W-I-S-E dot com slash travel, or download the app. This episode of Zero to Travel is brought to you by the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder with seven drive modes. The Pathfinder's available intelligent 4x4 is built for even the most epic journeys. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. Today, round the world plane tickets. Are they worth it? What type of travelers are they good for? Can you save money? So many burning questions. All of yours are answered in this episode. Welcome to the Zero to Travel podcast, my friend. You're listening to the Zero to Travel podcast, where we explore exciting travel-based work, lifestyle, and business opportunities, helping you to achieve your wildest travel dreams. And now your host, world wanderer and travel junkie, Jason Moore. Hey there, it's Jason with ZeroToTravel.com. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you so kindly for hanging out, letting me bring a little travel into your ears today. This is the show to help you travel the world on your terms to fill your life with as much travel as you desire, no matter what your situation or experience. Just got off my longboard. It's longboard weather here in Norway. Spring is in the air. It's awesome. I hope things are going well wherever you are. Got an incredible show today that I have been dying to publish all about round-the-world plane tickets. And if you haven't heard, that is a thing to actually circumnavigate the planet. And there's certain advantages to booking trips that way. It's something that I've always wanted to do that I've never gotten to do, at least not yet. Definitely something on my bucket list. And this is an episode you're not going to want to miss because, hey, if you like to travel, you got to explore some of the cheaper ways that you can fly around the world. Why wouldn't you? And I am very fortunate to have an expert on today to share that with you. It's all happening In just a moment, first, I want to say a quick thank you to Tortuga Backpacks for supporting today's show. In fact, I had my Tortuga set out with me on the way here while I was longboarding down here through Oslo, Norway, and I use these backpacks in my regular life. As you can see, I had to bring my podcasting equipment and some other stuff to my co-working space, so the Tortuga line, uh, not just necessarily for travel, but can get use out of them in your everyday life. You go to zerototravel.com slash Tortuga. You can see the bags that I recommend. You can also get 10% off with the promo code TRAVEL. If you just type in the word TRAVEL, you get 10% off. This backpack, all their backpacks are incredible. And you can find the perfect one for you, for your style of travel, whether you're traveling for three weeks, three months, three years, or you're just longboarding down to your co-working space. They're well-constructed, comfortable, all the good stuff, all the stuff that you need. Just the right amount of storage, but not too much. Got to check them out. Thanks again to Tortuga for supporting today's show. Now, without further ado, by the way, is that a is that like a Shakespeare thing? I don't know. It's the only time I say without further ado. 
is probably on this podcast. <laughs> Can you say that in real life? You know, you're at the bar chatting with somebody. You're just like, without further ado, here is my friend Fred. Anyway, <laughs> please enjoy this interview all about round the world plane tickets. I will see you on the other side, my friend. Have you ever wanted to travel around the world? What I mean by that is, have you ever had the desire to literally travel around the world, as in circumnavigate the entire globe on one trip? Well, then we've got you covered today because this episode is all about how to book round-the-world plane tickets the smart way. What are the advantages and disadvantages of round-the-world plane tickets or RTW tickets for short? And what makes them different from normal plane tickets? How much do they cost? What types of travelers are they right for? What is the best way to plan your route? We're going to answer these and many more of your burning questions with help from my guest today, Dale Vaughn of Airtrex.com. Since 1987, Airtrex has been a leader in multi-stop international travel. Airtrex is hands down the leading expert on RTW plane tickets. And I love that their team is made up of experienced independent travelers who truly care about your trip, who get what the travel thing is all about. So without further ado, Dale, welcome to the Zero to Travel podcast, my friends. Let's change some lives. Let's change some... I was going to insert like dirty word there, but uh, I'll refrain. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome, man. I'm so excited that you're here. And, you know, we've been talking about this for a while, and I have a ton of questions that we're going to get into what makes round the world plane tickets different. But the last time we spoke, I just wanted to chat with you a little bit because you just settled into a new home in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which is my home state. I was wondering if you have ever seen anybody include. Pittsburgh in their around the world plane ticket itineraries. <laughs> I'm sure we have. Uh, I'm I'm planning around the world trips from Pittsburgh, so why not? <laughs> nice. Have you <laughs> circumnavigated the globe? I personally have not. Um, so I'm planning to do that in 2019, and my goal is to hit a few. I'm a hiker, so I want to hit a few trails along the way. So I want to do uh, the pilgrimage in Japan. I want to see if I can do the Annapurna circuit. So I, it's going to be kind of a long trip. But the idea is really uh, get the bucket list that I think a lot of us put off for later. Like maybe we'll do one piece at a time. Do it all at once. Why, why not consider doing your whole bucket list in one trip? Yeah, that's one of the exciting things. I mean, I remember I discovered Air Treks way back in my early travel days. And I just became fascinated with this idea of you know, getting a plane ticket that can allow you to just take a trip around the world, literally, like I said at, during the intro. And, you know, we can jam out for hours probably on the whole hiking thing because I'm a big <laughs> hiker and I love to incorporate hiking in my travel. So maybe we'll have to build a little zero to travel custom itinerary that Ooh, we can share uh, <laughs> for, uh, for a hiking bucket list type person. But by the yes. way, if, if you go to zero to travel.com slash RTW, you're going to be able to see our ultimate guide and a synopsis of everything you hear today. Plus, I'm going to include uh, a link to the trip planner and all the stuff that you guys have going on in Airtrex. But we should get into it, man, because we have a lot to cover. And let's start off with getting some context around this. What exactly are round-the-world plane tickets and what makes them different from regular plane tickets? Around-the-world ticket is exactly what it sounds like, right? It's going in one direction. You can go kind of squiggle around, but going in one direction around the world, circumnavigating. Um, but like Magellan, who didn't make it through his tri his trip all the way around the world, you get to do that pretty easily with a handful of stops. Um, 
the if you typically do a round the world ticket on like an alliance or if you were to try to book it yourself, you're kind of restricted by some major hub cities. You're restricted by some major airlines. What we try to do with Airtrex is give people as much flexibility, as many options as you want. We have low cost carriers on our uh, on our system so that essentially you can travel around the world for way less than you think it costs, first of all. And second of all, that you can kind of put together a bunch of different trips that you're thinking about doing in the long run of your life. Doing them in one trip is much more feasible than people realize. Um, when you buy a round-the-world ticket through an alliance, you can buy like basically the whole trip essentially in one go. And you can do the same thing with AirTrex, but you're limited on the number of stops with the alliances. They do that because they want to make sure they're making money on every passenger, right? Um, the way that we operate is you have total freedom. So you want to fly to, you know, from Pittsburgh to LA and then on your way, you want to hit New Zealand and then you want to hit somewhere in Australia and then you want to go to Papua New Guinea. You can put all of that in, um, because it's really up to you. It's kind of a blank canvas as far as travel goes. So for around the world tickets, you put in multiple stops and then you just get going. So do you guys, because like you said, the alliances offer, these airline alliances offer these things. And if somebody's hearing that term for the first time, an airline alliance is essentially just a group of uh, airlines that work together to partner to, you know, help book more trips and help travelers get on different planes at different places. But they all kind of work together under one umbrella, if you will. And there are three main alliances, I believe. Is that correct? Right. And there, it's not actually a terrible idea, right? But the problem is that you get sort of pigeonholed into using the airlines that are part of that alliance. So that's fine if you're, if you're just wanting to visit, you know, four or five of the main cities in the world. But if you want to do any diversions, you want to do any overland, if you want to spend a little time in one destination, um, that's going to be hard to do on an alliance. It's just not built to be flexible. What you do is piece together something Maybe a portion of it is within an alliance, but you'll also bring in mm-hmm. other partners to kind of piece together the trip that that person, like the exact trip that they want, essentially. Yeah, so the alliances are basically a partnership between airlines that will give each other better rates, essentially. Um, you don't actually get the benefit of that, but they do. So with us, we have some partnerships as well, and you can get some good rates through us because of those partnerships. But for the most part, what you're getting when you work with Airtrex is you can plan out the trip, and we have a kick-ass search API that's so good that Google uses us when they're planning their multi-stop group trips. Um, But then you also get to talk with a travel planner who has been to probably 30 or 40 of the countries that you're going to go to. So these people who are our travel planners are so good at this. They know if you fly at this time rather than this time, you're going to save money. If you fly um, to this city rather than this city, you get to use this airline, which has more legroom and your long flight, you're going to want that legroom, right? Stuff like that, that you just can't learn uh, any other way. <laughs> right. And it sounds like for the the points and miles geeks, so people want, of course, I mean, if anybody really wants to rack up frequent flyer miles, I'm sure you guys can work with that if you say, hey, well, this flight's, you know, only 20 bucks more, but it's going to get you the frequent flyer miles you want on that airline or whatever. So those are some things to consider. I would Yes, absolutely. Well. What airlines or what style of airlines are included? Like, do you include all of the budget airlines or can you give us an example of some things that maybe aren't a part of what you guys, of your world, I should say? We can do anything. So if you okay. if you you want to show up to Europe, like let's say I'm flying from Pittsburgh or New York to 
and I want to get into Europe. So I fly to London probably first. I can catch Ryanair from there. And I know that that's going to be cheaper than any of the other routes I could take to get to, let's say, Milan. So you have the option to do that within our system because we are built to be flexible and most companies are not. I think everybody's ears are singing when they hear, hear the word flexible, at least the people that <laughs> yeah. listen to this show. Yeah. I think this is a good time to kind of give people an idea of what types of deals you have out there and we can just talk about what is available today. Obviously, these change all the time, but I want to give people a sense of what round the world tickets typically cost. And maybe you can give a range and just like one or two examples so people can get an idea. Sure. Um, so it kind of depends on where you're starting from, obviously, and where you want to go. But uh, it would be very easy to plan a round the world trip with, let's say, four or five stops for around $2,000 or less which is kind of amazing to me still. Um, if you wanted to do, like I built a trip about um, hopping around Latin America, so going through Colombia, Brazil, Peru, um, Argentina, and uh, Chile, I think, is in there too. And, and that's all for 1500 Now, that's not around the world. That's more like around the continent, but it's still a lot of flights for $1,500. Bucks. Um, we have a travel planner named Nicola who lives in London, and she did a London, Chicago, L.A., New Zealand, um, Bangkok is what this looks like, and then back to London for less than 2000 Okay, that gives us a great idea. And when you mentioned the One Direction thing before, because at least before, I know when I was doing some research that, or maybe this was just with the alliances, that you... I thought this was interesting. You you had to keep going in the same direction. Like you couldn't backtrack. It sounds like you guys can build any types of itineraries, but I just wanted to learn a little bit more about that. Is that still the case in, in, in some of these deals or how does that all play in? For us, no, there, you know, there's no restrictions for that. So you, you know, you might, um, there, there are some ways to save money by going in the same direction, but I think for the most part, that's flexible. So you can, you can go in any direction. You can go in loops. You can go back and forth. I mean, it's kind of the way we thought about it is why have restrictions when you could have the freedom to choose whatever you want. So right. that's what we built. Okay. So we've mentioned, or you've mentioned flexibility a, a bunch of times <laughs> already, which is great. How flexible are the tickets? You know, like let's say you're, you're on a trip and you meet a, an amazing crew at a hostel or, or somewhere and you end up totally changing your plans and that you don't want to go to the next destination. Maybe you want to travel overland to it or you want to completely switch destinations. What types of change fees do you have? How does that all work? Do people just call you? I'm just trying to give people a sense of what it would sure. be like on the ground in real time if they say all of a sudden, hey, I, I didn't realize I was just like a three-hour flight from Machu Picchu. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you must go to Machu Picchu if you're in three hours of it. Um, yeah, the change fees that we would charge would be directly from whatever airline you've chosen to use. So they're not through us typically. Um, when you are planning a trip and you think, I'm going to be creative on the ground. I know that I'm going to get to Paris and I'm going to take a train in one direction or the other and I'm just going to go. And then I might want to fly out of Munich. So can I make that plan now or should I? You can kind of consult with your travel planner at Airtrex and they'll help you figure out what's the right 
place to book your flight out of or how to book it in a way that it's easy to change. So that's another reason, I think, to get involved with a person rather than a search algorithm. They can't help you with that kind of stuff. An algorithm can't. Uh, we have 24-7 service. So basically, any, anywhere you're stuck, anywhere you want to make a change, if you're in, you want to go to Machu Picchu, you call us up and you say, hey, I want to make this change. Our people are going to figure out how to make this the easiest possible change you can have. And when it comes to changing days, maybe not changing flights, but let's say you are in Munich in that scenario and you, you had a heck of a night at the Hofbrauhaus, House, we'll, we'll say, <laughs> you know, drinking those gigantic liter beers that I don't even know how those servers carry like eight beers in each hand because the that's, strongest women on earth. It's probably more than I can actually curl in the gym or something. But anyway, <laughs> um, you know, you wake up and you're like, oh, you know, I got to push this flight for tomorrow. I can't move for, you know, fill in the blank, blank reason. Is it the same kind of scenario where you're just going to pay the change fee that the airline is going to charge? Or do you guys have some flexibility with moving dates around? And if so, is there a certain amount of time in advance you have to do that? It's going to depend on the airline. And I know that that's not a great answer. You want to know, like, how much does it cost? And the truth is, we... We can't know that until the change happens. But if you try to make that change by calling the airline, you're going to have a harder time making that change than if you call us because we have the we have the backend technology to make the changes for you and we're more likely to care about you than the airline is. So it's kind of like having a genie on your side. Like, I, I, want, I wish to make this thing happen. Help me make this thing happen. And we're going to make that thing happen for you. We just got to figure out what's the, what's the change going to cost. It might not cost anything. It might cost something, but it's going to come from the airlines. Got it. Okay, so let's get some tips on keeping the costs lower as people are going into booking around the, the world trip. I think one of the things that I know you can do is, like you mentioned in some of the deals that were more expensive, is you're st sticking to maybe some of the major hub cities. But what are some some other things people can go into these conversations with your trip planners with some knowledge and, and saying, okay, I know if I kind of if I'm doing research on my own, and I'm, maybe I'm going old school and I'm taking out a paper map and I'm thinking about my bucket list and I'm going, okay, let me try to build like a dream itinerary, but let me be smart about it. Let me do it in a way that gives me a chance to spend the least amount of money or get the most bang for my buck. What are some of the things that you see, whether that's stopovers or hub cities or anything like that? Yeah, stopovers are a brilliant way to plan this thing because you can get free stopovers in a lot of ways. Uh, our search engine will actually give you suggestions. So if you said, I want to go to New York, from New York to Paris, it's going to tell you whether you could get a free stopover in London or probably Iceland. And this is true in a lot of other ways. And what that means is that we know you're going to have to connect from wherever you're starting to wherever you're trying to get to. And if we book those as one leg trips, you get a free stopover rather than um, basically just having a layover in an airport. So it's basically just using the, the airline's um, booking system to your advantage rather than theirs. And so that, that's one thing. The second thing is there's some basic rules. Like, yes, if you go in the same direction, that does help in keeping costs down. I don't really understand why, but it does. Uh, <laughs> it's neither. also true. Yeah. <laughs> it's, weird. it's also true with the equator. If you cross the equator, they, they say that that adds, uh, you know, a couple hundred dollars to your trip. So okay. you want to try to only do that 
you know, once or twice as you're going around. So if you can bunch your Southern Hemisphere things together and your Northern Hemisphere things together, that tends to help out with cost cutting. And every place is a little bit different, right? There are low-cost carriers in South America. There are low-cost carriers in Asia. Those carriers, you're not, you may not know about, you may not be able to find unless you call up and ask somebody, hey, how did you do this or how would you do this? And so our travel planners are willing to make that call for you. They will also warn you. So for instance, if you were like, I really want to get a low cost carrier, well, Spirit Airlines exists, but do you want to take Spirit Airlines for an overnight flight from New York to LA? They destroyed my guitar case one time and I never forgot that. (laughs) Right. So that's the kind of thing you're not going to learn unless you call and talk to somebody or they, you know, you have that, that expert in your corner. That's another way that it might be helpful to keep costs down. But it also might be helpful to say, you know, for 50 extra bucks or 100 extra bucks, you can fly this this much better airline. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is where it's invaluable to have the the interactions with somebody that's helping you plan this stuff. And not only that, but the team that is experienced, like you said, that has traveled and, and knows what it's like to, to travel, not just sitting in a in their apartment, having never left their hometown or something. <laughs> right. And they can tell you. Okay, yeah, the changeover from uh, Heathrow to Stansted is possible in an hour or two, maybe, but it's going to cost you a significant amount of money in either trains or fares, uh, taxis or Lyft or Uber. So you're not going to actually save, you might not actually save money on the flight that we're booking here. So they're going to be able to tell you things like that, where there's hidden costs in traveling. We all know that. Anybody who's done big trips knows there's weird hidden costs. You hide an extra hundred bucks in your belt because you know <laughs> at some point you're going to need it. And these, I think that this is the best way to get around some of those pitfalls. Yeah. And I, you know, I have some friends coming to visit me here in Norway and they, they weren't aware of, of the fact that Ryanair flies into an airline that's south of Oslo about an hour and a half by train. And instead of the main airport guard them on and you know we had to look into that and make sure the cost didn't exceed what they were going to save on booking another flight so there are all these things that um come into play specifically with the with the with the budget airlines it seems right um, and there's other there's other really cool ways to save money that you don't know about unless you're in the industry so one is like um turkish airlines is now doing a free hotel stay in budapest if you do a stop over there so you want to get a free stop over in Budapest, you also get a free hotel if you book it the correct way through Turkish Airlines. That's so smart. And I know I've done the stopover with Iceland Air in Iceland mm-hmm. for, I think the time I did it, I'm not sure if it was, you were allowed to stay seven days, I believe. I'm not sure if that's still the wow, rule. Wow, seven days? Um, that's amazing. I thought yeah. it used to be two or four, but wow. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I'm not sure what it is now. So these are things... This is all time sensitive stuff. We're trying to, <laughs> you know, that's why we've got the trip planners and that's why I'm having you on because you guys are going to have the real time resources. And again, we'll link up to that in the in the post that I mentioned earlier with the synopsis of this show. But it's such a great idea because the stopover is like you said, I mean, it's a connect. You would just be connecting through there. But the airline or the country or whoever is basically saying, hey, you can just hop off this plane and hang out for a while for free. And we're not going to charge you any extra where you know, if you can't really do that, 
you're are you not supposed to do that? I should say, <laughs> if um, there are some resources out there where you can figure out those those types of itineraries, but you're not really supposed to just hop off the plane and hang out in Chicago on your way to New York from L.A. or whatever because they want to charge you more. So these are such great things to take advantage of, and then a free uh, free hotel room. I mean, hey, I'm just gonna say airlines keep throwing these perks. We're gonna we're gonna keep trying to to work it right <laughs> yeah exactly i mean to me that's very attractive and basically a free night stay in budapest i might add another day or two on top of that just because i know i'm getting one free day out of it that's the you thing know, I, every traveler who's really serious about this knows what they're spending on a daily basis like they i i have um you know a budget of <laughs> what i'm going to be spending and if i get a free day in there that means i get to spread that budget out further Totally. And it gives people incentive, I think, to hang out in those places. I mean, which is why they do it, I'm sure, because they realize they're going to get more tourism that way. It's just a great thing that works for both parties. Okay, let's talk about the sweet spot for booking, because there can be a lot going into pre-planning for this trip. And you guys have a bunch of resources on your blog and everything. But whether you're taking a gap year or a career break or you just want to do an around-the-world trip for six months or whatever the case is, it can be a little stressful trying to figure out when to actually pull the trigger on the flight portion because you don't want to overinvest, you know, and then two weeks later, it's $700 less or something. So in your guys' experience, what is the best time to book? So we're really excited we have some new data to sh- sort of talk about this in, in a more specific way. Okay. Um, it's common knowledge that the sooner you book, the better, right? And that, you know, if you, if you know you're going to be going somewhere, if you could book a year out, that would be great. I don't know. See, I've, I've heard the opposite because I heard if, like, if they know you are going to be booking so far in advance that, that they can just charge whatever because they know you're you're playing so far ahead you really need to get there i don't know if there's any there's probably some psychology around this right but then you got six or eight weeks out where you're kind of like i've heard that's the sweet spot from things i've read but then obviously if you're only three days out and you need to get somewhere then the prices go way up so i don't know right is that true right. a year out is that the cheapest time no the truth is okay <laughs> Between four and six months is about the sweet spot. Okay. And this for, is for around true the world trips or for, for pretty much anything because okay. the way airlines have figured out how to let they release buckets of tickets, basically. They release um, segments of tickets at a time. And some of those segments are higher cost because they, as you said, are really devious about their psychology. Um, but about four to six months out, is when you're not getting people who are booking last minute and you're not getting people who are booking so far in advance, you know, they're booking their honeymoon, right? Um, right. So four, That's a great four to six months out is the perfect ex- the perfect spot. Um, now, there's one exception to that, which is if you're buying around the holidays for the summer, that's not going to work for you. The holidays, like pretty much always, the f- flight prices go up. It doesn't matter if you're buying it in the future or not. So you want to be um, four to six months out and it, and really exclude December if you can. <laughs> yeah, and this is That's where our, I think flexibility comes in. I mean, if you have the option to leave whenever you leave, say you're quitting your job and you're going to leave, well, don't don't quit your job and plan on leaving on December 20th. 
<laughs> you know right. what I mean? Yeah. Wait till January 8th or something, you know, when everybody's back at work and less people are going to be traveling. But to give you an, like an example of how, how serious the breaks are, you, we found, we measured this over a bunch of different trips and we found that if you do this four to six month window, you're, you're going to save on average 30 to 40% on the ticket costs that you would typically spend. This if you're booking time. within that four to six months ahead time frame, that window, that's hmm. the window. And this is based so, off of debt. Like you guys have, this isn't just off the cuff. And thousands and thousands of you points. have data points out coming out your wazoos, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we're essentially a tech company uh, right. with a travel agency attached to it. <laughs> right. That's kind of the way we think of ourselves. So this is another reason why I say like use the search algorithm, use the, you know, flight booking tools that you see online, really use ours if you're planning a multi-stop trip because it gives you so much, I think, flexibility. But then make sure you've got somebody in your corner. And this is why we've paired with uh, the travel planners. We think this is a really good pairing because if you start booking, let's say 12 months out, you start looking and you start planning and now you've got a travel planner in your corner, they can help you with these kinds of questions. What's the best time of year? They can look at the data specifically for your route and say, this is when you should start looking at it. Um, if you don't have that person, you're guessing and you're playing against machine learning. Machine learning is going to win. They're going to they're going to take your money <laughs> on, online faster than you know, unless you've got somebody in your corner who's also using machine learning to get you the best deals. That's kind of the way it works. By the way, I, I don't remember the last time I said the, the phrase "out of your wazoo" before. I just <laughs> out there, but, just assumed you're a kind of guy that's out of the wazoo all the time. <laughs> I'm just over here laughing at myself, and hopefully you all are laughing at me. Okay, what if somebody wants to use points for a particular segment? Say, and I guess that's easy on the front end because then you would just start your trip with air tracks in London. Say, if you were going to use points to go from New York to London, then you would just say, oh, all right, I'm going to start in London. But let's say in the middle of the trip, you want to use points. I mean, is it the same kind of thing? You would just create a gap and just continue on? Or how, how does that work? Yeah, we can actually use points. It, obviously, um, we don't get any money from that. So sometimes we'll say, you can book this segment with points. Here's where you should go book. Go book it. And so we'll, we'll offer that as like a, you know, go right. a courtesy as an option. Yeah. Right. Good faith. Um, because we're, you know, we're travelers too. Like everybody I in this I, country. I have to ask, you know, I got to get all the angles. You know, it's real. It's real. <laughs> we're, the, the, the reality is we're a 100% virtual company. Everybody in this company lives the we walk the talk we live in weird places um for instance i live in pittsburgh which is a weird place but there are people who live all over the world who work at air tracks who when you call you don't know where they're living because they're traveling right then right they're location independent truly we are a digital nomad kind of company that's who we are mm-hmm. yeah which is great so, because everybody's out there doing it and again that's yeah one of the, that's one of the re- i mean it's a huge reason why you guys are here and why we've been talking for so long. And I, I did have the pleasure of interviewing Sean Keener, the founder, and he's been on the show before. So I'll link to that in the archives if you want to hear that. Everybody can um, can listen to that if they'd like more info on this stuff because we jammed on If you want to get fired up, listen to Sean talk. Yeah. Okay. Fire anybody up. He's great. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Is there a certain amount of time people have to complete a round-the-world trip within no, we have people who take years to do this. Um, we, If you, for instance, wanted to try and break the Guinness Book of World Records and see all 
197 countries in less than two years, which I think is currently about the time frame, uh, you would contact us. We have helped multiple people break the record. Uh, so that that takes two, three years for some people to do. Uh, a lot of people who are in the Century Club who want to see all the countries, um, they do this for years and years and years. So we might be only able to book your next year's worth of flights, but we can be kind of in your pocket all along the way, helping you fix that, you know, fix your, your next route, your next leg, your next piece. You want to think of us as more like a, your travel consultant, like your personal travel consultant. Um, typically we can't book out more than a year, but, um, I think there are some ways that we can work on that. But if you don't complete the trip within a year, do and you book it all at once and you go over that year, do do those legs that are after the year's up get canceled for some reason? No, I I, no, no. I thought I read somewhere that you had a year within a year to complete a circumnavigation. Maybe that's if you buy a ticket with the alliances. I'm not sure. Yeah, the alliances have restrictions about time. We we don't. You know, live like real, like real people who want to slow travel. And you know, if you you want to try and see any major city or region in the world in a two day span, you can't. You, you need to spend some time in a lot of these places. But I get that. We get that. Totally. Like you just described, seeing all the countries in two years. That sounds terrible to me. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. But people, you know, Cassie uh, De Pickle, she wanted to do that. And there's um, another guy, James whose last name is escaping me. Um, he was the youngest person to ever do it. I mean, they did it and they had incredible experiences. And guess what? They're going to keep traveling. They're going to go back to places they wanted to see more of. But we know that most people are not doing that. Most people are taking a, you know, a month-long trip. Um, they're t- we, we work with a lot of teachers who are taking their summer vacation. And they're like, instead of spending 1000 bucks to go to Disneyland, I'm going to spend 1000 bucks and go around the world, right? <laughs> Why not? Yeah, that sounds about... Uh about right to me <laughs> if you had to profile your typical round the world travelers i mean what type of traveler are these types of itineraries best suited for we serve a lot of different kinds of people in a lot of different places but I'll, they kind of break down into a few segments one is um the gap year um i did that when i was in right out of school i was like i'm gonna take a year i'm gonna go live in london i'm gonna travel in europe it's gonna be great so the gap year people um the people who are doing like a career sabbatical so taking a little break i need to clear clear some space take a year off that kind of thing um the family travelers a lot of families are taking their kids out of school and doing world schooling right taking a homeschooling curriculum taking their kids on the road their kids are getting incredible education from just the travel itself, and then they're adding in the education part of that. Uh, we work with a lot of senior um, folks who are retiring or thinking about retiring and starting to travel a bit. And we also work with people like uh, solo female travelers and digital nomads who are really trying to just break the entire um, world that they live in and go go try new things, go live in a completely different ecosystem. So a lot of different kinds of people, but all with the same mentality of, I want to experience something more deeply. I want to have travel in my life that's not just a cruise ship where I see the facade of a place. I want to get a little deeper. Those are the kinds of people who do really well with Airtrex itineraries. Who is this not for? What types of travelers is, is this not for? I think we... Or I shouldn't say travelers, but trips, I should say, because, you know, people take all different kinds of trips, so... 
internally, I think we talk about people who take cruises and go on Disney trips as sort of not really what we're about. Not that that's wrong per se. It's just not really what we're about. Um, it's not going to help gonna those do, people that much. They're not doing yeah, those types we, of itineraries. We can't help you save anything. We can't help you experience anything new because you're going to basically fly to a place, do a thing, get back on the plane. So if you're doing any round trips, that's probably not a good fit for, for us and you're probably not a good fit for the company. But I would consider thinking outside of the box even for those people. So for instance, people who want to take a cruise, there are cruises you can do like river cruises in Europe or in South America or in Africa or in um, uh, New Zealand. You can do cruises. There's all kinds of different ways to do a cruise that might be a little, a little bit outside of the box. And that might be a really good way for us to help you. If you need to get from New York or L.A. to New Zealand for a cruise, you're going to stop somewhere probably. Well, we might be able to help you figure out how to make that stopover very interesting. So those people who are doing those things that seem very safe as far as travel goes, if you're willing to think outside of the box a little bit, we might be a really interesting fit. Let's say you're somebody who's an independent traveler who just plans on going to Southeast Asia for a few months and then you're going to come back home. Is there some advantages for booking this type of itinerary? Yeah, if you go to Indonesia and from there you also want to see Thailand and you also want to see maybe um, Hong Kong along the way out. Uh, that's a, an itinerary you're going to have to plan kind of on your own. And if you try to do that, chances are you're A, we're probably going to be price competitive, if not better, and B, we're probably going to get you the more comfortable and better flights. Those are, those are long and challenging flights, I think. So we can be useful for people in that space. But I also understand that if you're, if you're a travel geek and you're working on points and you're trying to figure out how to get you know, the least, the bottom barrel prices and you're willing to fly without bags and you're, you know, like I, I get that. And as a, it's its own hunter gatherer kind of <laughs> way of thinking of things. And, and I respect that. So if, if that's you, that's, that's fine. You, may, you maybe don't need us, but I would suggest using our tool that does not have a travel planner involved is called Indie. It's indie.bootsandall.com. And if you go there, you can very quickly and easily plan out this kind of trip without having to interact with a travel planner. Again, I prefer using the travel planner. I just think that the amount gained is so valuable there. And is that the best way to start doing research or would you go to airtrex.com and use your trip planner there or... I will tell you that airtrex.com, if you go to our trip planner and start using it, it has an integrated step to go to Indy if you would like to. So you're, um, you're best starting out at airtrex.com, going to our trip planner, just start planning. There's no obligation at any point until you put money down to buy your flights. So why not use the tool, you know? Totally. And just because I know we've been talking about saving money and budget and all that stuff, which is what we're all conscious of. But sometimes you want to try to hit that business class section to get yeah. a little more leg room, maybe take a little, little nap ski on the way or, or a nice long one. And it looks like that that's something you guys work with as well, correct? Yeah, we love business class. Um, so we have, if you go like, for instance, I've just pulled up one of my around the world trips I'm looking at. Um, and it's stopping in Toronto, Reykjavik, London, Copenhagen, Stockholm, Bangkok, Kuala Lumpur, Shanghai, and back to Toronto and Pittsburgh. Um, 
that I have a an estimate of a, about two thousand dollars for the economy class, but if I wanted to do business class, it's about five thousand five hundred. So it's not that much of a stretch, really. I mean, it's double the price, really. But typically, if you do a business class, you're paying, you know, five x. <laughs> you could put, you could pay that on one flight. Yeah, not multiple flights. So you're saying that right. would be business class the whole way. Mm-hmm. Got it. That's really Pretty interesting. Amazing, right? Okay, yeah. You can get in and play around with all this stuff on your own, and of course, we're going to link up to it uh, to a post that includes all this. ZeroToTravel.com/slash/rtw. Am I missing anything? I, I should ask about the worst case scenario. That's always good to visit. Let's say you you get in deep and then you have to change everything or you have to cancel for some reason. Do you have like one cancellation fee or is it again going to be per flight cancellations and all that kind of stuff? It's per flight and we can guide you on making sure you get the best kinds of tickets for those kinds of cancellations. We know that stuff happens. So um, we're going to help you fix that. There's also... Um, you know, I always get insurance. If you if you're taking a trip like this, you know, it's a little bit of extra cash, but it can save your bacon when you need it. Um, and we work with a couple people we trust. Uh, World Nomads is one, and others. So um, we'll help you make that happen. We, you know, the whole thing is we want to make this complicated, what can be a very challenging process, easy. So if you're in the most challenging, most complicated part of it and you're stuck that's what we're here to do is make it easier on you the cancellation fees will will you know could occur and they could come from the airlines um that does happen anything i'm missing dale i want to make sure people get into this and do it the smart way like i said at the top of the show um whether it's you know any disadvantages you want to highlight or just things to avoid or mistakes people have made in the past that you know people should be aware of or just awesome things that people should keep in mind during their you know planning when they're using your tools i mean anything at all now is the time my man sure (laughs) one thing i would say is you're the biggest thing we see as a barrier for people is that they don't give themselves permission to do this they say i'm going to do this someday and they put it in a you know up on their whiteboard and they hope and they dream about it but they don't actually put into action any planning any any motivation, anything that's actually going to move the thing forward. So build momentum for yourself. Start with using an online tool that's super free because it's easy. And then take the next step because it's just a little bit harder and it creates a little bit more momentum. And then take the next step. Maybe it's setting up a budget, like an actual savings account and working toward it, or maybe it's your points accounts, whatever that is. People who don't give themselves permission to go forward are the ones who don't do this. The ones who do we get, we have the highest rating uh, of customer service you can get. Like people are so happy working with us because they know they're taken care of along the way. So the only problem is when people say that, no, I'm not going to do this right now. Um, and then the other thing I would say is that you're completely, your life is, your life is short and your life is yours to create. And I'm looking at a map right now, and when I see a map, I see tons of possibility and opportunity. And I would just say, don't be pigeonholed into doing the one thing that you've heard of or the one thing you've seen on the cover of National Geographic. The whole world is open to you. Why not go see it? Why not? I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. When I was in London, I lived there. I was working at a couple of jobs, you know, scrapping, trying to make it. And I 
uh, quit all my jobs and took my last paycheck and I just started traveling on that, just that last paycheck. And I spent three months traveling through Europe on one last paycheck. Like you, the, the life we live is so short, please go live it. Love that. And giving yourself permission is, is such great advice. When I get in front of a paper map specifically, maps on the computer don't, of course, the trip planners and stuff, they get me excited. But usually I start on a good old fashioned paper map and I almost have the same reaction as uh, looking at uh, a plate full of food when I'm hungry, right? I just start <laughs> drooling a little bit and kind of being like, oh, something happens in my body. I get these intense endorphins, I guess, or something that uh, it's, ooh, it's so exciting. And um, I love that you guys have the tools to, to, like you said, piece together, not just, you know, taking yourself outside of the box and not just looking at, hey, Maybe there is, maybe you just want to explore this region and go deeper there, but maybe there is an opportunity to throw in just one or two things on the way home and do a circumnavigation. It's definitely something worth looking into. So excited to uh, to be working with you guys and the fact that we're able to share this information with people. And, and I know we're creating some resources on Zero to Travel and I'm hitting you guys up to make sure we have all the data correct and everything like that. So people can really use that as a resource to get started. Um, so really appreciate everything you've shared today. And you know, along the old school map lines, I love that you get to talk to real travelers. That's like... You know, the travel agent days, right? Which everything's online now, but I got to tell you, it's great to work with travel agents or whatever. I don't know what you call your team members, but you know, if you're working with somebody that's booking itineraries and you're, and you're talking it out and they're travelers and they've been there, you can't, you can't verbalize how great that is. Like you said, to have the genie on your side that can talk you through things and help you make decisions and also has all the data in front of them to help you make the smart decisions. So I love that you guys are so customer service driven and that you're really all about helping people to see the world and you truly care about that. So thank you for everything you guys are doing over there. Keep doing whatever you're doing because it's working. <laughs> it's a beautiful we're so fortunate i feel really lucky to do this work and everybody we talk to um, is doing incredible things uh i feel inspired every day when i come in here to work uh, we have a whole slack channel of people saying this is what i did with my trip because at the end of your trip we send you an email and we say hey how was it because we actually want to know and the stories we get back are incredible just the most amazing stories um a story of a woman who took her kids busking around the world. But incredible stories. So these are the kinds of things that get me up in the morning, and I'm happy to do that with you guys too. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dale. And please, when you're planning a around-the-world trip, if you can somehow work in a stop here in Oslo, Norway, where I live, and I'm here, would love to see you and talk more travel in person. Man, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for all the info today. Thanks, Jason. Take care. There you have it, round the world plane tickets. What do you think? Something you're going to do, maybe something you've already done. My interest is peaked. I mean, check out that trip planner. You're going to go insane. You'll probably spend like 45 hours planning your next or first round the world trip. I know I had a blast playing with it and working on a gigantic resource article to accompany this podcast on Zero to Travel. So if you're not signed up over there, you go to zerototravel.com and just sign up. Get on the email list 
and I keep you posted when these types of resources come out. Things that you can't get on the podcast, you're going to get over there and you're going to hear about over there and would love to have you in part of the caravan, the online newsletter and all the workshops we do and different things that happen. We just did a virtual summit recently, totally free stuff, all for you, all about travel and you're missing it if you're not on the email list. So be sure to sign up if you haven't done so. I've got a quote for you. It's an appropriate one tied in with this show. First, I want to say a quick thank you one more time to Tortuga Backpacks for supporting today's show. If you have not gone to zerototravel.com slash Tortuga, you're not going to see the best backpacks out there, the ones I recommend. And I got to tell you, if you are in the market for a backpack or maybe a friend is or you just want to upgrade one, you want to get something perfect just for you and your style of travel, you're going to find something there. And if you use the promo code TRAVEL when you check out, you're going to get 10% off as well anything that you order there. Just the word TRAVEL when you check out. And we'll leave those links in the show notes for you. Thanks again to Tortuga for supporting today's show. Quote from who else could I quote on this show besides... Ferdinand Magellan, the famous Portuguese explorer who is often credited with being the first to circumnavigate the globe, but he actually didn't personally do it because he died halfway through his expedition. So the expedition carried on and they made it around uh, the globe, but he didn't personally, but he's often credited as being the guy, I guess, via the expedition. Anyway, He said, apparently, according to the internet, (laughs) he said, let us find our islands to die in far from home, from anywhere familiar. Let us risk the wildest places, lest we go down in comfort and despair. Thanks again for tuning in. See you next time. Cheers. This podcast has been brought to you by ZeroToTravel.com. Ideas and advice to make your travel dreams a reality.